So we keep on keeping on. Hey, little humans. I'm Norma Jean, and welcome to Stay Wild, the podcast about how to keep your quirks in the wondrous world. This is episode number 24, and we're talking to my friend, Monique Benabou, who's a singer, songwriter, and artist activator. I am so excited for you to hear her story, gain some wisdom, and pick up all those little nuggets of joy along the way. Today's episode is brought to you by me, Norma Jean, singer, songwriter, doodler, extraordinaire, podcaster, living in Bali. Check out all my art at njloves.com. And if you're feeling like coming to Bali, I've teamed up with a friend of mine to launch an incredible week-long retreat for women called Camp Clarity. Check it out at www.joincampclarity.com. It's a week in an amazing luxury villa Balinese authentic experiences, sisterhood workshops on leadership, self-care for women, and an incredible life-changing experience. So hopefully you can join us for that. And let's get to the show. All right, little humans, we're here today with Monique Benabou. Hi, Monique. Hi, how are you, Norma Jean? Good. So Monique is a singer, songwriter, artist activator, throat chakra activator, and life coach. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, babe. I'm so happy to be on here jamming with you. This is going to be so fun. Yeah. So for those of you at home, for those little humans, what is, what's an, what's an artist activator? An artist activator, an artist activist is someone that has the courage essentially to take a stand and remove themselves from neutrality and really, really speak truth into their perspective of the world um, and uses their art to hmm, express that truth. Um, And the hope, the goal is to activate, wake up something within others when that expression lands um with those with those that are witnessing it or hearing it or exposed to it amazing amazing and you've had quite a you've had quite an amazing artistic journey so far um you're an an incredible singer and uh and tell us a little bit about that journey just the quick um synopsis of how you got to where you are and um what guided that journey Yeah, totally. Thank you so much for the compliment. It means a lot coming from you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I have always been a singer. Since I was three years old, I have been singing, singing, singing. Um, However, my career did not um, become a career until I moved to Los Angeles. Um, So I'll be 30, like 11 years ago. And um, it, you know, Humble beginnings, open mics, writing, developing myself, going through really shit relationships, some that were really violent and abusive that finally um, had me hit a rock bottom of sorts and wake up, um, which then led me down a path of developing my songwriting skills with a lot more respect um, and uh yeah, due diligence. Then um, I got my big break about six and a half years ago when I auditioned for the NBC um, show The Voice in the U.S. And um, it was so interesting because I was one of 
I'd say four people. Yeah, it's four people that came from Cattle Calls. Everyone else came from like a private audition or something that their agents or managers set up. So it was quite the experience and journey and I was super green. Um, but nonetheless, I made the show. I made um, a team and I was um, set up with Christina Aguilera as my coach on the show. And that was really the beginning of a legitimate uh, singing career for me, um, at least as far as the main industry goes. Main industry meaning mainstream industry. Yeah, like top um, 40, what you hear on the radio. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And as we both know, um, at this point in our career, that is definitely 100% not the meat and potatoes. There's nothing wrong with mainstream, but it's there's just so much more market and so many more people in the world to serve and service with music um, that can be reached outside of that mainstream marketplace. Um, however, I did um, end up after the show um, linking up with a management group that was linked to Justin Timberlake and his camp. And that was a three-year ride of development and record after record being shelved and chasing trends and honestly just completely becoming disheartened and unenthusiastic about music, mm. singing, industry, and artistry, all in, just in general. I was so dried up and ugh, just didn't want to have anything to do with it because the taste that was left in my mouth was that my soul was the cost for a certain type of success I was seeking. Yeah. Which at the time, that success was defined by limiting beliefs and what people, um, a majority of people are exposed to via the media, via politics via everything that we're conditioned to think and value. And so I took a year off of creating music and being in music. I fired my managers. I was like, fuck this. I'm out. Yeah. I hope it's a swear on here. <laughs> no, it's all right. This is stay wild. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and I started cooking and getting my creative mojo back that way and mm. totally fell into it. I ended up creating a very, very successful um, supper club called the Moroccan Supper Club in Los Angeles um, that was then featured on the Bravo Network and things of that nature. And that was really fun. And I came back home to my roots of singing and songwriting from this very organic soulful place and beyond I began to actually channel my music and that's where everything changed changed and shifted and I began to really get the recognition respect and demand on my music um in like locally and internationally um and it was such a beautiful gift to be received that way and seen for my true self yeah. Um, and see that there is a market for me and that what I, the medicine that I'm here putting out into the world that's coming through me, like there's a place for it and it's so needed, especially at this time in the world. Um, and so that brings us to now. I have just finished my first international tour around Australia. And one of my songs, one of my original songs, Comfort Zone, um, is being picked up for a We Are the World style campaign for 
the country of Indonesia and state of Bali um, for uh, clean water um, and uh, fundraising. We're going to be fundraising about a million dollars to help uh, funnel into clean water solutions for Bali and Indonesia. Um, so I'm really, really excited to be linking up with different Indonesian singer-songwriters and actors to create this visual piece as well as campaign um, next year in 2018. Amazing. Yeah, here in Bali, water is such a valuable resource. It's really mm -hmm. one of those things where in the West, you know, you turn on the water and you're like, oh, great, it comes out, you know. But I think, you know, things like um, – trash and water and, you know, basic um, things sometimes are a little bit more challenging uh, in countries that haven't been developed for that long. Um, so that's amazing. And that's, it's such a beautiful song. We'll have a link to it in the show notes. I think, do you have a video up? I do. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. video is right now um, my final submission in a global talent competition. I am a finalist for um, the finals will actually be taking place uh, December 15th. Not sure when this will air, but No, yeah. it's going to air after. Don't worry. We'll know. We'll have it in the show notes. Okay. We'll have all the results. So you, awesome. you're you from the Bay Area and you moved to L.A. kind of with stars in your eyes, you know, looking at the music industry, thinking, <laughs> okay, this is something, you know, this is something I've always wanted and I think, you know, is, is a possibility. Um, and then, you know, you reached a point, it sounds like, where, um, your truth wasn't able to be expressed through those channels. Right. Um, and I think it's so interesting as an artist how when you really embrace what your message is and the medium that it is in, sometimes you have to step away from what you think it looks like and what that success, you know, quote unquote success looks like. Um, mm -hmm. because growing up in, in the United States, there's this feeling that, uh, if you're going to be successful creatively, you have to have this, you know, quote unquote, made it success, which is really, um, it feels, you know, very black and white and polarizing. Yeah, 100%. Um, and you know, like where I stand with all of that right now is, I have definitely have a different definition of what success equals mm. because it's 1000% now aligned with service and impact. Yeah. Um, and opposed to uh, a financial figure, opposed to a record contract, opposed to main mainstream right. media celebrity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, however, I don't discount that as being as, as those being things that I will eventually um, be part of. I just get to be um, a really beautiful example of the, the opposite spectrum of what that can look like for conscious artists and, and people really wanting to lead with their heart and impact and service. Because I believe that there's this beautiful um, emerging paradigm shift where that is what is going to take over. That's what's going to be taking over and running the show here. Um, and I, I kind of consider myself a pioneer of, of that, the divine feminine movement and, um, just a lot more heart centered, uh, quote unquote, conscious content and media being woven into the mainstream, um, in as kind of a bridge from one, paradigm into the new one you know there's a hybrid and I feel like that's kind of my superpower as a human being whether that's coaching whether that's culinary whether that's music um 
it's it's what really comes down to communication and being able to hear what is wanting to be expressed by um, a society, by a person, by something, by some entity that doesn't quite have the um, vocabulary or terminology or ability to express it authentically, but hearing through it, cutting to the to the truth, and then being able to weave that into um, what is emerging right now. So this bridge, this beautiful hybrid of worlds, um, yeah, that we're on the forefront on. And so I'm like, that is literally my highest excitement right now. It's pretty exciting. Is, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, you know, there's, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of consciousness and kind of, you know, quote unquote hippie stuff out there that kind of turns people off. And, you know, yeah. sometimes you need someone who it, it helps if there's other people that have embraced it and, and kind of explain what's happening. Yeah, totally. It's, it's all balance. You know, it's like, <laughs> I'll pump my Instagram with uh, content that is super heart forward and of service and like, really like, essentially a call to action for people to step into that part of themselves of service yeah. and then I'll post a selfie and it, the, literally the caption will be because balance you know because like we are living in this world still this third this three-dimensional realm and we're human um, beings we're human beings one thousand percent and there's nothing wrong with taking a selfie and loving on yourself it's all about you know context it's all about like how how like what's behind that selfie you know what I mean yeah absolutely so you talked a little bit about um the divine feminine movement and you touched on your coaching I kind of want to talk about that as well um let's do it when I met Mo we were in a group of friends and you stepped in and offered some really kind of you know I called it like a spiritual shank it was just like in out like you know (laughs) that's kind of how we teamed it we turned it um and so I I thought it was so interesting and you had just such a an apt um read on a situation and I wanted to talk to you about the work that you do with other people and what Mm, that looks like and how to empower women in their sacred femininity yeah, 100%. Where do we start? Where do we Give start? How did you get started here, in coaching? <laughs> I know, I know. My questions are always like, da, 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 for all you little humans out there. Um, so <laughs> how did you get started with life coaching? And what does that look like for you? And, and when you work with people, what do you generally work on? Mm, yeah, so um, coaching. So let's start with how. How I started coaching was through my own um, experiences, just recognizing who I was embodying, who I was and who I wanted to be and recognizing the work that it was going to take to become that version of myself. That's what led me down the path of personal development. And then after so many different coaching programs and, um, retreats and workshops it kind of dawned on me this worthiness began to, uh, my worthiness really began to speak up and say, hey, you do this. Um, why not fully lean into this for a little while and see how that feels for you? And so that was really the beginning of the invitation about a year ago. And what was really present for me was witnessing um Oh my goodness, especially during the presidential elections in the United States, like how far and how hardcore 
um, our beautiful goddesses were going with man-hating. And really, again, tapping into that superpower of what's really going on and what really needs to be expressed right here. And the desire to feel safe by women is like the loudest voice for me right now. But also what's equally as loud is the voice from the divine masculine saying, we want to protect you, but you're not creating the space for us. And so it led me down this path uh, of my own healing and then which turned into a program called Redefine the Divine. And that's my coaching program that I do. Uh, it's an eight-week course where we explore our wounding um, with both the divine masculine and feminine and how that has manifested in our lives. Um, then we move from wounding to radical self-love and then to uh, a deep dive into the education of the divine masculine, how they're wired, what their roles are, and essentially the stages of development that men go through just to give us a balance to the emotions that we naturally feel, um, give us a little bit of that masculine balance of logic and reason um, and understanding that there is a method to the madness. There is um, there's a reason why men react the way they react at certain parts and stages of their lives. And it's broken down into age categories Um and really alleviates judgment and brings forward such um, such compassion, uh, like a depth of compassion that wasn't there uh, initially. Um, then we move into language and powerful requests and how how to communicate between the sexes to essentially um, experience relationship where you're getting what you need and want without leaning into manipulation or settling. Yeah, on either side. So it's really, really powerful work. Um, and it started because I recognized how much women, how much socially, like we women have been entrained to emasculate men. And it's from the littlest, littlest gestures of batting the eyes and, and using our sexuality or sensuality to get what we want. When... We don't have to. We certainly can. But we're so much more than that. Mm. Um, and there's nothing wrong with owning our sexuality. Hell no. That is awesome. That is everything. We are sexual beings. But to lead with that, we are essentially teaching men how to be with us by leading with that. And we can be so much more powerful and teach men how to be with us. And really the responsibility, I believe, falls on the divine feminine to re-educate and reteach the divine masculine and the wounded masculine how to be with us, how to be men, how to be with women, how to hold us. And it, it's, oh my goodness, it takes so much patience and it takes the willingness to drop everything that we thought we knew about men and actually educate ourselves with fact mm. and not stories that are propelled and created and hold its power from our wounding yeah and what are what are some of those what are some of those wounds when you say the wounded masculine I mean as a culture right I think masculinity has been under fire for a while and you know I think <laughs> there's always there's always one of those things where you know 
as as soon as one group gains power, the other group feels disenfranchised, right? So as soon as women became empowered with the with um you know women's lib and all that, men kind of didn't really know their 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 they were on un unstable ground in in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. Um, so yeah. talk a little bit about what that looks like and what are some things that men encounter. Oh sure. Um, so you just to like pick up where what you just kind of introduced with women's lib where uh, the shift really um, happened and became popularized on a, on a mass scale um, because men and the divine masculine, um, the role and the identity is wrapped up in provider and um, this warrior archetype. When women went to work while they were at war. You're talking about during what, World War II in the 40s? Yeah. So mm-hmm. when um, when women began to enter the workforce uh, and then their husbands returned from war, women all of a sudden didn't want to go back to the home and uh, be housewives. And there's nothing wrong with that. But what ended up happening was men began to become displaced and uh unsecure within their role um, because then there was an imbalance of um, the masculine energy being present in work, um, in factories, in the doing. Because when you break down masculine and feminine energy, the masculine energy is a doing and linear energy and feminine energy is a being and fluid flow allowing receiving energy and masculine is giving. Um, and so there was this huge shakeup and it actually, there's a le- there's correlation to alcoholism within men rising because of this shift. It's really, really fascinating to me um, because they didn't understand what was happening. They also didn't want to, um, disrespect their wives but they didn't know how to deal with it so domestic violence and um alcoholism rose severely when this shift happened and from there on there's just so many different faces of this continuing and building uh up until you have like women's lib and rights um to vote and all of this coming into play and stories really fueling this and not to say that any of this is wrong. Like I am so grateful to the women that pioneered that so that we have equal an equal voice, but there is logic and reason and story and injustice on both masculine, feminine, um, on both uh, sides. I don't want to say sides. Yeah. I did. I was trying to avoid sides because I don't want it to feel like it's, a, a pitting against of one another, but yeah, it is on both sides. And, um, so it's really interesting because you have men here who are also creating story. They're becoming women haters because they feel replaced. They feel unvalued before when they were feeling valued as a provider, as a protector. Um, you know, there's this thing that Alison Armstrong talks about, and it's the language of heroes. And one of those words is provide. And this activates the male psyche, it activates the male 
um, neurological wiring to show up in a certain way with honor and respect. Um, and she refers to this, this place called the um, Action Command Center. When we, when we speak to men and we say, you know, I really appreciate when you do this for me. It provides this. There's a sense of importance and value and validation on a cellular gender creation level that, you know, just cuts through everything. And so yeah. when that was removed from, from their experience, men's experience, you see this rebellion. You see this anger, which is... Um, one of the masculine's um, foremost default emotions that they go through because they're, they're not naturally emotionally wired like women are. And so anger, frustration, energy, rage, this is how it's released in the male body. Um, so this, I mean, this is such a rabbit hole. There's so much to cover. There's so much to, like, unearth and know and explore yeah um, absolutely I would love a little bit more direction because I feel like I'm a little tan <laughs> no <cold. laughs> no absolutely I mean I think as as a woman right like you know in in the modern world that we're in we're taught that everyone's equal and and that you know we all have feelings and we all feel the same and you know I think there's something interesting about um you know knowing where men are coming from and knowing mm. how they function. Because, you know, I, I talking to guy friends, talking to men in my life, it's interesting because their thought patterns are not the same. No, not at all. No. <laughs> and, and you know, as a, as a woman, right, like we're in the kitchen and like I'm in the kitchen and I'm, you know, cooking something, but I'm also thinking about something and I'm also singing to the music and I'm also, you know, also as the thing's cooking, I'm like writing an email and, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like a, it's a normal thing. And, and I talk to my guy friends and they're like, I do one thing at a time. Exactly. And this, uh, just to give like some perspective and some uh, terminology to this, um, that is because women have something called diffuse focus where we can focus on many things at once and men have something called um, single focus. And this is what allows them to be the most um, effective providers and protectors um and women this is what allows them to be um you know that's their superpower is diffuse focus to be able to make sure everything is like fl flowing essentially because in the system there are multiple things working and to just be able to be cognizant and aware of all of those things working is where um the feminine flow the protection of feminine flow comes in and you can trace this back to um hunting and gathering women would gather and that would require diffuse focus to be able to see multiple berries in multiple bushels and retrieve those with a man in order to be a successful hunter ensure your survival and the survival of your tribe so that they can eat you need to be so honed in so tunnel visioned and single focused on killing that animal so that your family can eat. Yeah. So it's really a matter of instinct and survival and how we were created to survive um, in early times. Yeah, it's, it's caveman stuff for sure. Yep. Um, and, and now we're in the modern world, but we're still kind of cave people. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. We can't, we can't escape our design. We can for sure unlock what, what else is there, which then goes into the cosmic aspect of ourselves and our souls and our beings and, um, limitlessness. But yeah, at the end of the day, there are tools to help sidestep that ego, which connects to that, um, primal instinctual, um, old world program. Yeah. And and what are, what are some of those tools? Mm. Uh, uh, breath, breath work is huge. Meditation is huge to be able to, um, clear your mind and, and ground into a place of peace and stillness really helps one discern from what is a, uh, root chakra instinctual survival or, um, fear based quote unquote need or calling Mm -hmm. versus assessing whether that is something that is going to support expansion, connection, love, um, something that is not, that is beyond that essentially, uh, that scarcity mindset. Um, so breath work and meditation is huge. Um, different processes and personal developments. You have EFT, you have tapping, you have allowing processes or the freedom processes, which is um, essentially all personal development work that dips into experiential style processes. It's called embodiment work. Okay. Um, and it's where you go from the head and you bring it back into the heart to tap into DNA and cellular activation. When we begin to do cellular activation and embodiment work, we um, we disempower the ego and we come into the soul. We come into our expansive nature as spiritual beings in, in a human experience. Um, because the ego lives in the mind, not in the body. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, However, however, trauma is stored in the body and trauma will activate your ego. So in doing processes like somatic work, somatic healing, which is, um, wisdom of the body or tapping into that trauma where your experiences have been stored to release those and do processes that help. Um, create space to heal that trauma, heal those experiences, and completely just empty yourselves of it so that you can code it and reprogram it with a different response is is like the next level and like next evolution of that cellular um, expansion and exploration to sidestep the ego and live um, a whole different type of lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, no, it's so interesting. You know, trauma is definitely stored in the body. And, you know, I think you said you've you've done quite a lot of personal development work. And I've done quite a few workshops. And it's interesting how sometimes things come up and you don't know where they're coming from. It's just such a strong emotion. Mm hmm. Totally. Totally, totally, totally. And, um, you know, for those who this is like new, to you, this information is really new and you're like, what? Yeah. What the what? Um, yeah. If you've even just like anyone who's done a yoga class and there's been like a hip opening um, portion of that class, just notice what comes up for you. Notice if you're that person that just goes into full like surrender and crying or notice if 
you're angry. Notice if you're agitated, if you can't be still. Notice if your nervous system begins to really get triggered and you just like fidget and you're super uncomfortable and you're like, fuck this or whatever. Just notice what comes up for you in a yoga class when you're doing hips because most of our trauma is stored in the hips and the base of the spine. Um, so it's, it's and, and, and honestly, like just all over the back. Um, so notice what comes up for you when you do stretches or even if you do leg days and you're just like, you know, F yoga, I don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're like, like a, if you're your a gym person, just, hashtag leg yeah, days. Yeah. 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 Hashtag leg days. Notice the vulnerability you experience when you max out on your squats. This is also that same entry point. Okay. That's, that's amazing. Really interesting. Um, so when you were talking about how women can communicate with men, um, mm. you also talked about powerful requests. Yes. What are powerful requests and how do we make them? Yeah. Oh, my God. This is like a whole week and a half <laughs> <laughs> worth of content. Um but just like to give a few examples, back to the hero's language, um, you use certain vocabulary to activate a man um, so that they feel a sense of respect and worthiness. Um, it's all about respect at the end of the day. Men want to feel respected. Men want to feel like they have a place um, and that they're able to provide something for you. Um, we have created a culture and a society of women, most like not 100%, but a majority um, of we don't need men. We don't need you. We can do it. We can make more money than you. We can do this. We can do that. We don't need to pump our gas, open our door, blah, 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 all of that, everything. And nothing that not that there, there's anything wrong with that, but it is just to be really blunt. Um, it's gone from independence to emasculation and a form of self-protection at the end of the day because vulnerability is the most scary thing for men and women. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We're coming at you live from the rice field. So there's dogs barking, motorbikes, all that. I hope it brings you to Bali with us. Yeah, it's interesting. Vulnerability is really, you know, where you're your most stripped down, but it is where you're your most powerful. Oh, yeah, 1,000%. That's where the gold is found. Um, so back to like making powerful requests. I'm just going to give a few examples. Um, so what we want to do when we activate or when we, when we make powerful requests is number one, you acknowledge and then you give evidence of how, what um, the act that acknowledgement actually provided keyword being provided has done for you. And that activates and opens up a whole different part of the male consciousness and their DNA and cellular activation. So it will activate their central command center. This is where men prioritize um, any request uh, that is given or asked of them by a woman or even a man. And, uh, but men to man, man to man is different communication. So woman to man, respect, acknowledgement, giving them evidence of what that is going to provide for you. Um, and then following that up once it is done with, um, again, gratitude 
and acknowledgement. Um, so what that looks like. Yeah, what does is, that look like? Give us an example because yeah. that's a lot kind of in one. Yeah, so that looks like, okay, I want the trash taken out and he never fucking takes the damn trash out. Or can you just clean your dishes? Like how hard is it to clean a dish when you use it and put it in the dishwasher? Like does it need to like build up in the sink? Why does it have to be a problem? Yeah. Like, you know, a lot of us will go at shit like this because we're frustrated opposed to what is effective and will activate um, the warrior and hero archetype within our men. That provider is saying, Hey babe, um, I know you got a lot on and this isn't an emergency, but it is really important to me. Would, um, I'd like to request, I'd like to make a request that you clean your dish once you're done, or I'd like to make a request that you take the trash out when you notice that it is full. Um, and what this will provide for me is a sense of, so if it's the dishes, it will be, this will provide for me a sense of feeling respected and like my time is not taken for granted and I'm not looked at as a housekeeper. And I will feel so loved and respected by you. That gives them purpose. Woo! We got dogs, too. We got dogs on both ends. We'll be back in a second with Monique. This is so exciting. Powerful requests. So it's... Yes. Okay. We're back. We're back. Um, So... (laughs) So, and then if it's the, if it's the taking the trash out request, it's, um, you, this will provide me a sense of feeling like a lady. This will provide me with a sense of feeling really feminine and in turn allowing me to continue to be extremely loving to you and, you know, whatever else that open space for when you get to stay in that feminine energy opposed to if you get really frustrated and your man hasn't taken out the trash and you have to take it out and you feel really gross doing it and you're saying, oh, fuck him. Like, he never does this. He never does that. You're in masculine Yeah, that resent. Yeah. Yeah, you've abandoned your feminine energy. And then when you come back in, he doesn't know what the hell is going on. Number one, because he is single focused and most likely he's focusing on work or a football game, decompressing, something like that. Um, And he's like, why is she mad at me? Here we go again, you know. Um, And then he doesn't end up getting the love that he needs because he needs love too Um, or connection because you're now place of resentment and disconnection and um yeah not available to be in your feminine nurturing fluid self or energy um and so once that request is made so it's hey babe i would like to make a request it's not a thousand percent urgent but it's definitely really important to me i would love it if you would take the trash out when you see that it's full because it will it really makes me feel gross when i have to and I notice that I'm not really in a place where I want to be lovey and um, connect with you after I take out the trash. So what it's going to provide for me, keyword provide, is a sense of feeling like um, ladylike and uh, create more space for me to be loving towards you and 
whatever else you want right. to And this that. is if you've already this is if you've already like had that division, right? Where where it's like, okay, the guy's going to take out the trash and the girl's going to do something else, right? And you definitely it's one of those things where you don't want to become that resentful partner. Right. And so then to follow what will what's a great idea is to then say thank you so much once he acknowledges, yeah, sure I can do that. How many times have guys said, sure I can do that and then have it done that? So I actually forgot one part of the formula, and that's to ask if there is anything that you can do to support him in executing that request. Okay. And this this is great because men are single-focused, and so they don't recognize when the trash is full until it's spilling over and they're tripping over it. But we do because we have diffused focus, and we're like, Oh my God, is something wrong with him? Is he blind? So um, you can give an example like saying, hey, is there anything that I can do to help you um, fulfill this request? Like remind you when it's uh, when the trash is getting full and I'd like it to be taken out. They'll usually say, yeah, actually that would help me out a lot. Okay, cool. So if I say something like, hey, babe, the trash is getting full. Would you take this out for me right now? Is that going to be something that um, fires like urgency for you so that you can take it out then and I can get what I need. Um, and they'll, they'll acknowledge yes or no, or they'll say, no, that actually will trigger me. Can you say it this way? Um, or you can even say, okay, well, what does work for you? How would you like me to remind you? Just, this is giving you an opportunity to learn how your man or your partner wants to be spoken to. And so then it's both of your responsibility to communicate with each other so that both of your needs are met and you both feel uh, uh, respected. Once then that has been done, you acknowledge, say, thank you, babe. Give him a smooch, maybe a high five, whatever your love languages are, and say, I really appreciate that. I feel, and then just, you know, whatever whatever feels natural, you know, it's not too formulaic, Um, but just acknowledgement. Thank you for doing that. You really um, made me feel respected and like a lady. Again, reinforcing what they provided. Yeah, um, absolutely. And that, a lot of women aren't in that feminine space. Right. It's interesting. I think, you know, in the modern world, it's definitely something that um, it's important, you know, as a woman to be independent and to be able to take care of yourself and have the life that you want, right? And be able to go out and get things for yourself. But there's also a softness that we lose um, in the modern world in a lot of ways. Oh, a thousand percent, one thousand percent, and it comes from a lot of um, it comes from a lot of miscommunication and lack of communication and and, and expression um, because of fear of rejection because of all of those old wounds um, and humility and and so there's so much there there's so many layerings where we've decided to close our heart time and time again opposed to communicate because of the fear of it not being received and so um preparing women with these tools on how to communicate it effectively so that it can be received and they can experience the beautiful fluidity of their own feminine nature and the the fluidity that is possible within their relationship is huge huge yeah absolutely and what are some things that you've you've you help women do or that you've seen women do to embrace that soft feminine nature 
Oh my goodness. There's so many different ways. Um, and it really depends on that woman's wounding and Mm. their situation and their partnership, the dynamic of it, because it's so individual. Um, but I mean, I'm constantly with my clients, giving them stretches to get out of their comfort zone and breaking things down. You know, knowledge is, is so key. Truth will set you free. And for a lot of my clients, they've gone from anger and resentment to compassion once they just understand. Um, and really myself having explored many, many, many different scenarios and I'm always learning more, but having explored many different scenarios from the male perspective, um, listening to them and seeing what it is that they're struggling with or having challenges with and going, okay, so this is what it sounds like your partner is experiencing. Tell me if I'm, if I'm, if this feels accurate or if it's not, and then painting, like painting a picture of what they're experiencing without them telling me, um, cause I'm hearing what's actually going on without them saying it and then giving them stretches once they've acknowledged that, yep, that's what's happening. Um, so that they can begin to shift their mindset. Mm. Initially it's all about mindset and willingness to unlearn what or unsubscribe to what they think they know about their partner, about men. Cause it's like a, Oh, this is how men are. It's about limiting beliefs about that. So Mm. that limiting belief is not going to allow for them to be any more than what they're experiencing now. Um, And and also creating the space for them to become more. And that's the hard part. That is the stretch for most of my clients is weathering that very vulnerable place where it takes a few times of implementing something new to get the response that they're really truly desiring um and just having that be a conversation you know addressing the big elephant in the room and creating a community i do this in a group program for a reason because a lot of times these women are experiencing the same thing um with different detail but essentially the same core woundings and the same um feelings of frustration And so having each other and being able to be in a closed group with confidentiality and safety in that container and hopping on lives and saying, yo, you guys, I'm, I'm struggling right now and this is what I'm going through and I'll hop on and I have a facilitator that is in that group with me that's helping me run things that is on a different time zone than I am. So no matter what time zone they're in, Australia, America, you know, Asia, there's someone in a guardian or coach form that is there to walk them through and have support. Yeah. Um, so it's really, really personal. It's really individual. But a lot of the work has to do with willingness and stretches of um, overriding their reactions and moving into responses. Yeah. No, it's so interesting. I think, you know, as we all become more self-aware, you know, we go from reacting to taking, you know, even if it's just a couple of seconds and gathering and some realizing sometimes some things aren't about us or we don't have to take everything personally. And how can we best move forward? Exactly. And, you know, I'm, I'm also always, um, so there, I'm always giving my clients material in the interim to support them, whether that's, um, impromptu lives, whether that's, um, course material, whether that's books, ebooks, um, you know, mandatory reading articles, something that is relevant for them, um, 
to, again, just become aware to a different possible reality. You know, it's, it's so much in mindset and beliefs. So it's, yeah, it's, it's eight weeks isn't even enough. It's, that's just like the foundational course. Yeah, that's <laughs> the tip of the iceberg. Amazing. Well, we're going to take a short break and then we'll come back with Monique Benabou. Hold on, little humans. Exciting news, little humans. Today's episode is brought to you by me, Norma Jean. I make all my art, music, daily doodle cartoons, which you can see on my website, njloves. That's NJ like NormaJeanLoves.com. We've also teamed up with Bali Spirit Festival. It's been mentioned a few times on the podcast, and some of the guests are going to present there. Levi Banner, Nadine McNeil, Awahoshi. It's April 2nd through 8th. 2018. And we've teamed up with them to offer you guys a discount to come to Bali and come to Bali Spirit Festival. So hopefully it's that extra little push to get you over here. Use the code STAYWILD for $40 off the five-day spirit pass or Stay Wild Abundance for $50 off the full enchilada abundance pass. So hopefully for those of you that are listening to the podcast and really resonating with the content, with the guests, with the spirit of Bali, it'll help get you here to Bali to meet some of the people that have come on the podcast and really join the spirit of what we're doing. If you do like the podcast, as usual, please subscribe, write us a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, share the show with your friends. It's available on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and also Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts from. So, you know, every time you hear a bell, an angel gets its wings. (laughs) And every time you write a review and share the show, other people are able to find it. It moves us up in the rankings. So hopefully in the, in the algorithm. So hopefully um, more people will find the show and can share in all of these amazing stories and journeys and niche expertise. So I hope you're enjoying today's episode and let's get back to it. All right, little humans, we're back today with Monique Benabou, singer, songwriter, artist, activator, throat chakra, a personal life coach, amazing, amazing human, beautiful voice, just <laughs> here you. on the podcast today, Monique. So before the break, we were talking about how to step into your feminine power, how to allow men to step into their masculine power when they're around you, um, because society has been a little bit um, unbalanced, I think, in the last century, you know, trying to figure out how women can be empowered. Um, and so before the break, we were also talking about how to make uh, powerful requests. And, and you also help women uh, find, you know, create the energy to find a partner as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, this is, this is the, all of this is part of my core mission. Um, in the world. So no matter what medium I'm using to put content out in, whether that's through my coaching, whether that's my music, workshopping, you name it, like the core of it is essentially ego death and learning, um, not learning, I'm sorry, teaching, um, and guiding those into a deeper awareness of what is possible in this human existence. And, you know, like there's so much medicine in that 
in that mission of guiding people to their own personal truths. There's so much freedom there. Yeah, um, because, because I think once you authentically go after your truth, um, enabling others to empower themselves to do the same is so important. 100%. 100%. Yeah, and that's what I do with my music as well. Like, that's my main thing. That's my main flow um, and medium that I utilize to get through to people because vibration is everything. Um, and from there on, if they resonate and they want to go deeper, we go, we go into the coaching. Um, and it's, it's really powerful because it's all a reiteration of the same thing in different ways. And as human beings, we need to be exposed to things seven to nine times before it actually hits, um, or has the opportunity to enter our awareness and consciousness. So I'm constantly posting, you know, the same type of message just wrapped in different forms yeah. and worded differently, you know, but the core is the same. It's death to the ego so that you can experience your true nature of magnificence as a human being so you can experience the love that you are that you are what you've been looking for and it all starts with you in personal ownership of your happiness um and really just a, a massive call forward and call to action of people taking themselves on and getting out of their comfort zone just getting them to say yes to, to be willing to prime them for all the other stuff that comes but just to be willing to honor that little thing inside of them that's saying there's more to you, that you deserve more. Yeah. And helping them amplify that voice. Yeah, and that you're here for a purpose. 1,000%. Amazing. Well, we actually have a treat for you today, little humans. Monique is going to sing instead of having a toast poem today. So... I'm so excited we get a little taste of not only what you do in terms of helping women step into their divine feminine and helping men step into their divine masculine, but really that vibrational, beautiful music that you make. Thank you, sister. All right, you guys. This is um, a song that was channeled from source, from my creator, um, called Comfort Zone. And it's a conversation um, between myself and my higher power, um, where I was sitting on the fence and really struggling with my ego and all my limiting beliefs. Um, and I saw and I knew what it was going to take to become all that I could be. And I was just still so afraid, but also at the same time unwilling to stay small anymore because I recognized and I heard what was being said to me which is we gave you gifts we gave every one of you gifts to help each other to bring each other home and to free each other and we need your light right now to heal this planet and to heal the world and bring everybody into a state of deserving worthiness abundance which is our birthright so here's comfort zone Standing at the steps of my new home Searching for the strength to 
take the throne Inches between what's right and wrong My heart hurts, but I know I'm giving up what's good to hold what's great Honor the divine to meet my fate Surrender to my purpose and find my place Yeah, I know what it takes I've gotta get out I've gotta get out I've gotta get out Of my comfort zone And are you gonna claim your worth? We need your light to heal the earth And will you sacrifice a to know what it is to live, yeah, yeah, yeah. what it is to live, yeah. Amazing. Monique Benabou, thank you again for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much. Such a beautiful song. I appreciate you too. Thanks so much. All right, little humans, that was today's show. Big thanks to Monique Benabou for coming on the show, sharing her story, talking about femininity and that balance as women, as people, amazing stuff, and for singing her beautiful song that she wrote to us in lieu of a poem. I think that was such a special treat. You know, I think some of us have unique talents and gifts, and when we share them, it not only shines our light, but creates more light for others in the world. So thanks again, Monique. Today's show is brought to you by me, Norma Jean, singer, songwriter, podcaster, creative empowerment, workshop holder, and host of Camp Clarity, April 29th to May 5th in Bali. Come hang out with us. Seven days, luxury villa, authentic Balinese experiences, workshops, sisterhood, pool, fun, incredible. So check that out at joincampclarity.com. And if you are liking the show, please like, subscribe, write us a review in the iTunes Apple Podcast Store. Helps us move up in the listings and the algorithm. And until next time, so we keep stay wild. Keep